Hello, I'm Cathy Beer from Pets for Life and I'm very excited to launch our new podcast series called Poor Perfect Introductions. It's all about helping pet parents successfully introduce a new member to their family. Animal behaviourist Dr Joanne Rigetti will be joining me for each episode as we chat about each poor perfect introduction we can think of. Welcome Joe, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Cathy. I love the name, Paul Perfect Introductions. Yeah. Hopefully we can make them as perfect as possible. <laughs> That's right. The name came from Karen Cox, who's uh, won a competition to uh, come up with a name and from the Pets for Life community. So thanks, Karen. Great name. Um, look, I often hear from pet parents that they've decided to get a second dog or puppy to keep their first dog company or just because they want another dog. So we thought, you know, we'll kick off with episode one and how to introduce a new dog or puppy to an existing dog. So Joe, look, can we expect to just get a dog and they'll just get along okay? Well, in a lot of cases they do, but we shouldn't just assume that that's going to happen. You know, first impressions count just as they do in the, the human world, so they do in the dog world too. So we need to make sure that the first impressions our existing dog has of a newcomer are positive ones. Right, yeah. So so what do pet parents need to do then to successfully introduce a new dog to their existing dog? What are the steps? Okay, well, if, we've got, if we're getting a new dog, the best thing we can possibly do is to think ahead. So perhaps not bringing your new dog immediately home to your existing dog. Mm -hmm. if, the, if your new dog is also an adult dog, then the best idea would be to meet somewhere on neutral ground. Now, if, say, for instance, you were adopting at a shelter, the shelter may have a spot that you could actually bring your existing dog to, and you could do some positive introductions there. Um, if that doesn't happen, you might like to go to a local park, one that your dog doesn't feel like he owns, he or she owns. But it's, that, again, that neutral ground. And what you do is you would have one adult on the end of each dog lead, mm -hmm. and you, you let the dogs view each other from across the field, from a distance apart. And then you'd gradually move closer together and, and allow them to have a sniff of each other. And if all is going well, yes, let them off, have a play, and then you could make your way back to your home from there. Now, if there's going to be a bit of animosity there, you need to figure out what you're going to do about that. Are you going to make it positive? Can you just separate them a little bit, offer some treats for calm behavior? So it's all about making introductions those first few times as positive as possible. But it is a little bit different with a puppy because a puppy wouldn't necessarily be taking out and about with us. We we kind of be a little bit more cautious about being out in the open with a puppy and we might bring a puppy straight home to a new dog. In that case, we really have to make sure that the puppy is comfortable. So we might want to just, you know, somebody could take our dog out for a walk while we bring the puppy home. Um, and we settle that puppy into one or two rooms so that they get to know you and feel confident in your company because it's all brand new to a puppy. So we just have to be a little more cautious there. And then we're introducing them to the new dog step by step. Um, and if, if people are in doubt as to how to do that, I'd always say keep a lead on each dog because, you know, the last thing you want is one dog to get to be a bully, one dog to get over enthusiastic about greetings and scare the other dog. So regardless of whether the puppy or adult, we're trying to monitor those behaviors and not make them scary dogs and not make them over enthusiastic dogs. Just two dogs that are calm when meeting and greeting one another. Does it help that you know that the puppy is has some crate training, is used to being in a crate, so sometimes the puppy can have its 
its own space and uh, the older dog might find the puppy a bit annoying so just to separate them oh youngsters can be annoying but then again so can older yeah. dogs too and <laughs> um, so so yes it is it's about each dog having their own individual space to get away from the other one and crate training is a great option for puppies and for older dogs a lot of human dog owners don't like the idea of a crate because they see it like a prison but if you think of it as a safety den and most dogs love a bit of safety and so create that it doesn't need to be a wire prison like looking object it can be a soft crate or a playpen somewhere that your puppy or or the other dog can go and just feel a bit better about themselves now if people really don't like that or that's just not an option in the budget whatever reason you know you can do it by excluding them from one room to another or letting them see one another through the glass of a doorway or something um but you know, I think that eventually they are going to have to meet and you still are going to have to control those, those you know, supervise those introductions. So it is about perhaps putting a lead on and just monitoring everything that's going on to ensure that everything's, you know, as positive as possible. And if that involves your dog's favourite food, your dog's favourite, each of the dog's favourite food, your own dog's favourite toy, a praise, pat, all those things, bring them all into play. This is the point that your existing dog needs to feel as positive as possible towards the newcomer. And, and how do we know when it's all fine and we can leave them together unsupervised? Well, I guess you try it bit by bit. So you might say, well, they seem to be getting along. I might just nip out and put the kettle on. Or they're getting along. I'll leave them out in the backyard while I watch them from the window. So it's about, you know, taking little steps and gradually increasing the time that they're apart. Um, from you um, and until you're absolutely certain you know so if you've watched them and, and you know you've watched them and they play outside for 10 minutes or half an hour you might say well that half hour I could be nipping to the shops or you know going out with a friend for coffee um, so you don't leave them until you're absolutely certain that they're going to get along and if you you know it's, it's normal for pets to have a couple of sort of altercations and you know things to happen and, and don't think that you failed just go back to saying how can again can I make this positive for these these two furry family members of mine so it's it's a process that you know uh, can take what a few days a few weeks isn't it so we just um, mm. can't rush this process as we can't, and we need to go at the dog's pace. We may want to rush it because that's our human natures, but we really have to go at the dog's pace. And I can say that some dogs will take weeks. Some dogs will only take hours. So it really is individual. And if your dog has known a lot of other dogs, perhaps they've had other, other furry family members, and they may be more accepting of a new one coming in. Whereas your, if your dog's been an only dog for the past 10 years and suddenly here's this interloper, it may take just a little bit more mm. encouragement to, to, for your, your older existing dog to accept a newcomer. Great advice there, Joe. We'll just look at what we're going to be talking about next time on the Paul Perfect Introductions podcast. Uh, in episode two, we'll be talking about introducing a cat to a dog and a kitten to a dog. So looking forward to chatting with you then. Absolutely, can't wait. <laughs>